bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacy. Living Word with Pastor Mensah Otobu. And now, today's word. Well, last week I preached from Isaiah chapter 41 and uh, from verses 17 to 20. And I focused on verse 18 uh, and I titled my message last week, When God Opens the Tap. Today we will go back to the same passage and I will be focusing my message on verse 19. And I have titled my message, When God Plants Your Field. When God plants your field. I believe God is able to plant fields or trees in our desert places. Not only does he provide water, but he brings systems and structures. He plants our field. And may the Lord plant your field and cause your field to blossom. So Isaiah chapter 41 verses 17 to 20. The poor and needy seek water, but there is none. Their tongues fail for thirst. I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open rivers in desolate heights and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. I will plant in the wilderness the cedar and the acacia tree, the metal and the oil tree. I will set in the desert the cypress tree, the pine and the box tree together, that they may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord has done this. The Holy One of Israel has created it. When God visits his people, the first thing we noticed last week is that he opens water for his people. And he talked about rivers in desolate heights, fountains in the valleys, pools in the wilderness, and springs in the dry land. And today, as we focus on the next verse after this, uh, we want to look at what God does in our lives after he has watered the land. So I'll read verse 19 again. I will plant in the wilderness the cedar and the acacia tree, the metal and the oil tree. I will set in the desert the cypress tree, the pine and the box tree together. So what God shows Isaiah and Isaiah proclaims in this oracle is that God is visiting his people and in the visitation he provides water to land that is thirsty of land. Not only are the people thirsty but the land itself is thirsty and God waters the land from the mountain to the valley to the wilderness to every spot receives a visitation of God and I pray that every area of your life will receive a watering from God, a visitation of God. God knows how to reach you at the height. He knows how to reach you in the valley. He knows how to reach you in the field. He knows how to reach you in the dry land. And then after God waters the land, verse 19 tells us the next thing that he does to the land. Because what good is a watered land when it is producing nothing? What good is it for God to rain his blessing upon your life, but nothing comes out in consequence of what he has done for you? So verse 19, God says, I will plant. And I like that in verse 18, I will water. 
in verse 19 I will plant the God who waters also plants and today I just want to encourage you to know that God is planting in your field the field which was dry and empty there was no activity God is about to bust loose on your field and there will be a planting and in this passage he says he will plant trees and I will take time to explain uh, what that means and if you go through the sequence of trees there are seven trees the cedar the acacia the metal the oil tree the cypress the pine and the box tree seven trees and if you note uh, and if you understand the geography of the biblical lands you would understand that these trees are not typical fruit trees Normally when you read in the Bible and, and we look at trees, you will find uh, grapes or the vine and the olive tree or the pomegranate or apple or almond or some other fruit bearing tree. But none of these trees are fruit bearing. So God says I will plant trees, but the trees are not for fruit bearing. They don't bear fruits. These trees do two things. They are for shade. They provide a covering. So when God, when God waters the land, he says, I will plant first the trees that provide shade. So the trees provide shade. The second thing you would note about these trees, if you study the Bible further, is that these are timber trees and they are for construction. They are for construction. And most of them were used in the building of the tabernacle or the and in the temple. These trees, you will find the cypress, the, the pine, uh, you will find the acacia, and so on, uh, used in construction. So what God is saying is, when he has watered the land, he is going to bring shade to the land, and he is going to provide trees for construction. If God says he's going to plant these trees, it means that something is going to take place after the planting. Construction is about to take place. Because these are people who have been displaced and God is about to reconstruct their lives. And he puts in the trees that are necessary for reconstruction. So, there is shade and there is construction. So, when God sees a desert, a dry land, a land that is unproductive, he provides water, refreshing, and then he provides the trees for shade and for construction. The trees represent God's people and God's provision. God's people and God's provision. God plants his people in a place that used to be dry and not fertile. We, you and I, are the trees that God is planting. He is planting us in places that used to be not fertile. Nothing used to grow there. Nothing used to work. But in this season, there is coming a watering and there is coming a planting. And may the Lord plant you as a tree in a desert land and may you flourish. 
When God plants people, the people are able to do things which hitherto were considered impossible to be done. Many times when I look at the continent of Africa, it's like a desert. Nothing grows here. It's amazing that so much investment is poured into our continent, but nothing of significance seems to thrive here. People of consequence don't seem to thrive here. It seems as if the land is incapable of supporting livelihood. But I came here to announce to Africa, God is about to water this continent and he's about to plant trees. And there are trees that will be planted and they will survive and they will grow and they will thrive. There is coming a new generation of Africans who will be planted upon this continent and our desert years are coming over. May the Lord plant you. If you believe God wants to plant you, put your hand upon your head wherever you are in your house and say, Lord, plant me. Oh, say, Lord, plant me. May the Lord plant you as a person. But God doesn't just plant people. He also plants systems. He plants structures. He plants things that are able to sustain the people he's planting. What good is it for God to plant you, but there's nothing to support you? So the, the trees represent what God is planting, the people. It also represents the structures that God is planting. And when you look closely at the verse 19, when it mentions all these seven trees, it says, and the pine tree and the box tree, those are the last two, together, together. The, the, the word together... It's very important. These seven trees that God said he was going to plant were trees that you normally don't see together. You'll find one here, you'll find one there. They actually didn't even belong to the land that God was planting them in. These were usually foreign trees. But God says, I will bring things from places and I will put them together. I will work them together in this land. The essence of the message is that God will bring together structures and systems from different parts and make them work together for his people. In the season that we have entered in, it's going to be a season of synthesis. And when we say it's a season of synthesis, it means that God is going to bring things from different places and cause them to work together for the good of his people. Things that didn't used to work together are going to work together. Don't be surprised when God causes people who hated each other to start working together. Nations which could never work together will start working together. You know, in our continent, we've struggled. We've struggled with working together. Ghana, even Ghana can't work with Togo. We can't work with Ivory Coast. We can't work with Burkina. Uh, and so when we talk about African unity, it almost seems like an impossible mirage. But let us trust God that in this nation, in this season, God will bring us into a place where the trees will work together. Nations that didn't work together will work together. People who didn't work together will work together. The tribes of Ghana will work together. The people of Ghana will work together. The, the, the systems of Ghana will work together. Where our systems have collapsed, we speak life to our systems that they will work together. Because if they don't work together, 
there will be no life. If we cannot cause these trees that are separate from each other to come together, there will be no forest. A forest is not just the planting of one tree. It is the coming together of many trees. May the Lord cause us to be a forest. May the Lord cause us to be his planting. So Isaiah tells us God will plant these trees. It's very interesting. But none of the trees is fruit bearing trees. Because the fruit bearing trees will not be planted by God. The fruit bearing trees are planted by the people. And so when you read Isaiah chapter 65. What we are reading is 41. This is now 65. Later on. Isaiah 65 from verse 21 to 22. They shall build houses and inhabit them they shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit they shall not build and another inhabit they shall not plant and another eat for as the days of a tree so shall the days of my people my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands god there are things that god plants and there are things that we plant god planted the trees for construction but the houses to be built by the people will not be done by God so he plants the trees the cedar trees the acacia trees construction trees but the houses will not be built by God so God is telling you there are things I would do to favor you but there are things you must do to take advantage of the favor I provide for you I will give you the trees that are timber you will plant the trees that produce fruit so he says in chapter 65 you will build the houses and then he says in chapter 65 you will plant the vineyard the vineyard is a fruit bearing tree and so there are things God does and there are things we do God doesn't totally solve our problems he gives us opportunity to solve our problems he gives us the space to solve our problems he gives us the the systems to solve our problem but we take advantage of it and we build and we plant the fruit so what do we learn from this God is visiting the dry lands what is he going to do he provides water he provides refreshment. He provides us opportunity. He gives us systems. When God gives you gold, you make the jewelry. God doesn't give you gold and make jewelry at the same time. When God gives you oil, you have the plastic industry. He doesn't give you oil and plastic industry at the same time. When God gives you farmland, you plant the corn. He doesn't give you farmland and plant the corn at the same time. God gives you the systems but you plant, you build, you do your job. And we cannot just pray and say, God, you who gave us the trees, give us also the vineyards. You who gave us the trees, give us the buildings. God is not going to give you that. He's going to give you the trees and you build. He's going to give you the trees and you plant the things you need. So, for you as an individual, there are things that God is going to open for you. And I believe that 
after these 40 days of power, there will be supernatural incursions in your life. Supernatural incursions. Doors will be opened. Access will be given. God is going to bring people together to favor you. Those who hated you are going to start working in your corner to your advantage. But when all of that happens, don't fold your arms. And so all God has done it, he's going to do everything. It means he's telling you, I've given you the timber, build. I've given you the trees, plant the fruit trees. And that is what God is telling Israel. I'm not going to do it all for you. And so we have come into a season where God is doing mighty things for his people. But he's not doing everything for his people. May the Lord plant you. May the Lord plant trees in your field. May the Lord give you timber to build, to construct. May the Lord give you shade to plant your vineyards. May the Lord give you the people to help you to build your future. For the young people that I'm talking to, and when I talk, I'm saying young people, I mean young people. I don't mean old people who think they are young. When I say young people, I'm talking about those of you from age 35 and downwards. Age 35 and downwards. If you are age 35 and downwards and you're listening to me, rise up wherever you are. Because you are the generation that God is planted to change our environment. And I pray that God will plant you young men and women. That God will plant you in industries, in fields. That God will cause you to things that your fathers could never build that your grandparents could never build what our leaders have failed to do you will do it in the name of Jesus I prophesy to you young men and women may you be a builder generation may you be a builder generation may you be a planter generation I speak the spirit of the planter over you I speak the spirit of a builder over you in the name of Jesus you will not repeat the mistakes of the elders you are a new generation you will be different and because of you our land will prosper because of you africa will rejoice ghana will rejoice and god will visit his people i know some of you are saying pastor what about us who are above 35 by the way i'm above 35 too so for all of us who are between 35 and 50 I am above that. If you are between 35 and 50, your time is not over. Put your hand upon your head. Wherever you are, 35 and 50, I speak renewal over your life. I speak where your dreams have been shattered, that God will renew you. God will revive you. That where you have been dry, God will plant new trees for you. He'll give you new opportunity. Where you missed it, he will recalibrate your time and give you a new opportunity. May you become part of the army that God is raising for this time. I command the spirit of the planter and the spirit of a builder over you. For those of you from 35 to 50, receive it now. Say with me, I'm a planter and I'm a builder. Now that leaves those of us who are beyond that. If you are from 50 to should should it be 70 or 80? From 50 to 80, if you are from 50 to 80, get up wherever you are. Just stand up and put your hand upon your head because the spirit of God is also coming upon you. 
Not only shall the young men see vision, the old men shall dream dreams. You will not miss your visitation. So I speak the spirit of a planter upon you, upon the old, upon those who have gone ahead in age. In Jesus' mighty name, time will work in your favor. Time will favor you. The dreams of your youth shall be manifested in your latter years. I speak that in the next few years, God will accelerate. He will accelerate the process of bringing you to a place of fulfillment and completion and perfection. That which you dreamt in your heart will become a reality. I speak the spirit of a planter and a builder over you. Somebody say, I'm a planter. And somebody say, I'm a builder. Somebody say, I'm a planter. And say, I'm a builder. In the name of Jesus. May the visitation of God touch our generation. In the older generation. In the middle years. And in the young years. May God do mighty works with us. Planters and builders. For our future. In Jesus name. Amen. And amen. If you believe that, why don't you lift up your hands to God and begin to thank him for making you a planter and a builder. He says you will build houses and people will not take advantage over you. You will build fields and it will not be stolen from you. The fruit will not be stolen from you. May the Lord who waters our garden plant us. And may he who has planted us cause us to build and to plant. May he cause us to do things to his glory. We speak the same grace upon the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. That God will plant his church. The church of Jesus Christ. He will plant the church. Sometimes I talk to pastors. Some of you are concerned. Will my church survive after the virus? Your church will not just survive. Your church will grow. Your church will increase. Your church will flourish. God did not Allow this to come to destroy you. He brought it to increase you, to prosper you. May the Lord cause you to be a builder and a planter in this time and in this season. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And Father, we thank you for your visitation that makes us planters and builders. And we thank you, Lord, that in this season, you are lifting us up to new heights and to new levels. May the waters of your spirit flow into our lives. May you water the dry lands. May the fountains come up in the valleys, Lord. And we pray, Father, that you plant the right trees, the right systems, and the right people in our land and in our people. And may you, O oh God, use us to become builders and planters in our generation. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We want to just get our hearts ready as we get ready to celebrate the Lord's table. We seal this word with this communion. That as we partake of this communion, everything that has been spoken from Isaiah chapter 41, verses 18 and 19, will become a reality in our lives. And as we partake of this holy communion, may the presence of God touch you in an unusual way. If you feel dry, may God water you. May he plant you. If you are sick in any part of your body, as we remember the Lord today, may his healing power touch you. 
from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Every sickness and every disease leaves your body in Jesus' mighty name. Every worry, every anxiety leaves your body. Every lack leaves your body, leaves your life now in the name of Jesus Christ. I want you to get your emblems ready wherever you are as we get ready to partake of the Lord's table and may his presence be with us today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, we come to you today worshiping you, thanking you for life, thanking you for Christ Jesus who died for us, who rose again from the dead, who lives in us and through us and with us. Thank you for his continuous ministry on our behalf. And so, Lord, as we remember him and his works amongst us, we remember him as the great deliverer, as a great redeemer, the great savior, the great healer. And may his works which he did on earth be done today as we remember him. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we bless these emblems in our hands and in the hands of your people wherever they are. Blessed are you, O Lord, King of the universe, who has given us the earth, out of which has come the wheat for this bread. And blessed are you, O Lord, King of the universe, who has blessed us with the earth and the grape plant, out of which has come this wine. Today we separate the bread that we hold in our hands from normal usage and set it apart for sacred purposes that as we partake of this bread and drink of this cup they will minister to us the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I pray for you my friend that as you take this bread and that cup may the Lord minister life to you May his presence be real to you. May the Lord touch you in a very deep way this morning. May the presence of God be so real to you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And now, Lord, we give to your people that which we have received. That the Lord Jesus Christ, the night on which he was betrayed, he took bread and after he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body which is broken for you. Eat this in remembrance of me. In the same manner also, he took the cup after they had eaten and said, this is the New Testament in my blood. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show forth my death until I come. Do it often in remembrance of me. I want you just to thank God for the body of Christ and for his blood. Thank him for the blood that was shed for you and the body that was broken for you. Worship him for his goodness. He is an awesome God. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we worship you. 
Jesus, we declare your majesty. You are with us. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Your power is real today. And as we receive this bread and this wine, may you minister life to us in the name of Jesus. If you are sick in any part of your body, we trust God that as we partake of this communion, God's healing power will touch you and make you whole. We command every pain, every symptom, every infirmity, every growth, every tumor to bow to the authority of the name of Jesus. We command every activity of evil, harassment of the devil, to be cast out in the name of Jesus. As Christ comes in, may every darkness disappear around you. May the Lord give you victory this morning. May his power be real in your life. May his glory overshadow you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the ministry of your spirit. Thank you for the ministry of the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the ministry of the body of Christ. May you be present, O Lord Jesus, at our table today. And now take your bread and say with me, Heavenly Father, I receive today the body of the Lord Jesus Christ that was broken for my healing. The body of the Lord Jesus Christ that was wounded for my transgression. The body of the Lord Jesus Christ that was chastised for my peace. So today I receive peace, I receive healing, I receive redemption, I receive re deliverance by the body of Christ and in his name. I thank you, Father, for the freedom that is in Christ, in Jesus' name. The body of the Lord Jesus Christ, take and eat. And as you partake of it, may the healing power of God touch you right now. Receive healing, receive deliverance, receive help in every area of your life. Receive peace in your mind. In Jesus' name. Now take the cup and say with me, Heavenly Father, I thank you for the blood of Jesus that was shed for me on the cross of Calvary. Through this blood, I have eternal redemption. Through this blood, I am part of the new covenant. And so I speak blessing over my life. I speak favor over my life. I speak abundance over my life. From the top of my head, to the soles of my feet. I walk in divine protection and divine preservation through the covering of the blood of Jesus. I am safe in Jesus' name. The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, take and drink. Thank you for listening to Living Word. 
To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebil. Email otebil at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.